We are uh, we're going to be speaking tonight and as I said, the next time that we speak um, about the status of the Tvul Yom. Uh, Tvul Yom that comes up in Mishnayis throughout all of Shas comes up in many places throughout Mesechas Psachim. Uh, the Tvul Yom refers to a person described in the Psukim in Parsha Shmini as well as other places as a person who is Tameh, and this can be true with a lot of different people who are Tameh, who goes to the mikvah. Torah tells us that even though that person went to the mikvah already, and even though on some level they probably should be Tahor, but the Torah tells us, that sometimes that person, it looks like, is still somewhat Tameh until nighttime. It's still somewhat Tameh until nighttime. Many people encounter this halacha when they start learning Shas and Brachos on Beis Aleph, we have a discussion about this, Herev Shemesh. But a person could be Tameh. They go to the mikvah, and then they only really become fully Tahor at fully Tahor that evening. There's this time period in between where they're called a Tvul Yom. They went to the mikvah already, but nighttime has not yet begun. That halacha could be true about a person. It could also be true about a Kli. Certain Kalim that are considered to be Tameh. You put that Kli in a mikvah to be Metaherit that Kli also can have a Tvul Yom type status. What is the status of the Tvul Yom? So Chazal and the Mishnayis throughout different places in Shas seem to give us a little bit of a mixed messages about the status of a Tvul Yom. Le'inyan many halachas he seems to be Tameh, nighttime hasn't yet come. Le'inyan other halachas he seems to be Tahor, he already went to the mikvah. As an example, as an example we'll go through some of the halachas. There's a list of halachas where it's pretty clear, where it's pretty clear that the Tvul Yom is still Tameh. The Mishnah in Kalim tells us, as an example, he's still considered to be Tameh, and therefore it's usher for him to eat Kachim. It's usher to eat Kachim, the Mishnah tells in Kalim, because he's still on some level Tameh. The Mishnah tells us in Kalim, the Mishnah, the Gayim, the Gemar, Mesachas Yivamos, it's also usher for Tvul Yom to eat Shruma. Just like a Tameh person can't eat Truma, until nighttime comes, even though he already went to the mikvah, he's not allowed, he's not allowed to eat Truma. The Mishnayis in Zvachim tell us, in the second parak of Zvachim, another halacha, that the Tvul Yom, if a Kohen is a Tvul Yom, and he does Avoda, so that's an Isser, it's an Isser for a Kohen who's a Tvul Yom, to do Avoda, that Avoda would not register. The same way that a Kohen who's Tameh, he still can't be Tameh, he can't do Avoda, he can't do Avoda. The Mishnah Mesechas Parah tells us another halacha about a Tvul Yom. The Tvul Yom is not allowed to enter the Mikdash. Ah, uh, he already went to the Mikvah. Until nighttime, he's not allowed, he's not allowed to enter the Mikdash. Aside from being prohibited from eating Truma, the Mishnah in Bikurim tells us he's also not allowed to eat Bikurim. The Mishnah in Chala tells us he's also not allowed to eat Chala. So if you go through in general, there are many indications that Tvul Yom even though he went to the mikvah, he's still really considered to be Tameh until, until the nighttime comes. On the other hand, there are a variety of halachas where it's pretty clear that the Tvul Yom is already considered to be partially Tahor. Where he's already considered to be partially Tahor. Number one, the Mishnahis tell us in Kalim and in Nagayim and the Gemar, Mesachas Yivamos, that uh, a person who's a Tvul Yom is allowed to eat Meiser Sheni. Meiser Sheni. That there are certain years where the after you bring 10%, 10% you give to a levy, your second meister, we spoke about this at length a bunch of years ago, that your, 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 your next 10%, so you bring to Yerushalayim, to eat Yerushalayim, and a Tomei person is not allowed to eat Meister Shani. 
But a Tvul Yom is allowed. A Tvul Yom is allowed. Tvul Yom is permitted to eat Maishr Shani because he already went, he already went to the mikvah. Similarly, a Tameh person usually, a couple years ago we learned these halachas a little bit, is not allowed, is, is not permitted to burn the para aduma. We have to get ashes in order to purify a person who is tummy mace. If a person is tummy mace, they have to have ashes of a para aduma, a certain mixture sprinkled upon them. Normally a tummy person can't be so raped the para aduma, but a tvul yom is able to be, is able to be, mitam, is able to be uh, so raped the para aduma. It's also very complicated to figure out what a Tvul Yom is, because a Tvul Yom, once he went to the mikvah, so until nighttime comes, he's still able to be metame, truma, and kachim. If he touches truma or kachim, he can make them tame. But he's not able to be metame, chulin. So if he would touch regular chulin food, it would not be considered to be tame. So the Tvul Yom has this sort of in-between kind of a status in-between kinds of status. What gets a little bit complicated, he actually doesn't fit into the normal categories of Av, Rishon, Shani, Shlishi. He sort of breaks some of the rules. It's very hard to figure out, looking at a Tvul Yom, his exact status. But Chazal speak about it in many places because whenever a halacha comes up, we have to sort of figure out, like, what is the Tvul Yom? The Tvul Yom is still Tameh. Nighttime hasn't come. Tvul Yom is still Tahor. It's Tahor because he already went. He already went to the Mikvah. He already went to the mikvah. What I want to talk about tonight a little bit in the time that we have is to try to develop, I think, three or so mahalchim. How do we relate to the tumah of a tvul yom? How do we relate to the tumah of a, of a tvul yom? We'll try to highlight two extremes and we'll try to have at least one middle approach. We'll see more but as the next time we speak about it. For the SAR people, Harry Shmuel Hain wrote a great article about uh, tvul yom many years ago. But we'll try and... Uh, he structured things, I think, very nicely. A lot of the Makaros... Um, certainly a good deal uh, from him and overlap, but we'll try to develop the ideas in the following way. Okay. Unsurprisingly, there are probably three ways to go, and we'll try to develop it. The first mahalach is to argue. The first mahalach is to argue that fundamentally, once a Tvul Yom goes to the mikvah, he's basically Tahor. He's basically Tahor. If that's so, I understand why he can eat Maestro Shani. I can understand why he can't be Matami, why, why he can't be Matami, Chulin, he can't, he can't spread Tumah the same way. I understand as well uh, why he can be Sarif Para Aduma. Ah, uh, but what about all the situations where we treat him as if he's Tameh? We treat him as if he's Tameh. So this is actually Tully in Girsaos in a Gemara in Psachim on Daf and Hay. On Daf and Hay. The way that Rabbeinu Hananel had a Girsa in the Gemara there, Rabbeinu David as well, in Psachim and Daf and Hay, it looks like fundamentally the Tvul Yom is Tahor. We are just machmir mishum maila, meaning there's some sort of like extra chumrah that we have, and therefore we don't let him eat truma and things like that. But it looks like on some level he's really already considered to be, he's really already considered to be tahor. There are definitely lishonos that sound like that. The Rambam writes in Perish Mishnah to Mesechas Kalim in Perak Aleph Mishnah Ches, he writes that the Tvoyom doesn't have to stay as far away on Harabayas as a regular Tame person. The Tvoyom can go closer, can be more in Harabayas than, than a Tame Mace. Because he already is, at least on some level, considered to be, considered to be Tahor. So there are those who basically try and downplay 
any examples of there being Tuma. Really, he's fundamentally Tahor. Everything else are just, are just Tham Chumras. Now, what's interesting about this, if you wanted to further develop this Mahalach, the Gemara in Mesech HaShabbos and after Gimel, Yedal or so, tells us that these halachas about Tvul Yom, the Tvul Yom's uh, inability to eat Shruma and Kachim, are Isure Doraisa, the Doraisa idea. It's interesting, though, that Rashi in Mesech HaShulin on Kuf Chavches, that Rashi in Mesech HaShulin, um, and maybe Rambam also, I'm not speaking about this as much right now, maybe the next time, but, but Rashi there does seem to write, and maybe, again, there are Rambams also, which are not for now, that perhaps this din is only a din de Rabbanan, that even the fact that he's not allowed to eat Shuma or Kachim, it sounds in Rashi that maybe this is only a din, maybe this is only a din de Rabbanan. Maybe it's only a din Rabbanan. That would, in and of itself, be, ver- be relatively surprising. Relatively surprising. It seems to go against the Gemara, many achronim, many achronim, Mishra's Taras, a long discussion about Miyashivit. But there does seem to be a particular camp out there that looks at the Tful Yom as being fundamentally Tahor, as being fundamentally Tahor. Just all these things are Sai Dinim. It's Chumras about Truma and Chumras about Kachim. But Lemaisi can't be Matami of the things. Lemaisi can't be Matami of the things, and that's, and that's where it is. There is a second Mahalach, which would be to argue essentially the exact opposite. Essentially the, the exact opposite. Which would be to argue that really in truth, the Tvoyom is still Kimat entirely Tameh. He's still really Tameh, and that's why he can't enter the Mikdash or do Avodah. That's why he's unable to eat Shuma or Kachim. He is still fundamentally, fundamentally Tameh. If that's so, different Ma'amari Chazal, whereas as an example... Whereas the first Mahalach loves a line in the Mishnah Tvoyom, where the Hachamim have a line of Ein Tvoyom Tameh, sounds in that context more complicated than that, that he's not fully called Tameh. Uh, this Mahalach would very much love a Gemara of all places in Makos Andavches. Because the Gemara in Makos Andavches, you can maybe go either way about it. One of you will let me know what the topic is. But Ish Asher Yitma Vloyeschata, the Gemara says, the Amarka Tameyiyah, What's the context there? Anybody remember from Akos? Something about Tvoyom, it seems. It seems. Some people whispering underneath their breath. I don't know what they're saying. We should stop making eye contact with me or call on me. I don't know. Neither of which are going to happen. So, uh, but the Gemara, at minimum there, again, I, I don't want to get bogged down too much on this, but Tame Yihia, the Rabos, Tvoyom, sounds like we're calling it someone who's Tame. Tame Yihia refers to Tvoyom, sounds like the person's Tame. The Eben Ezra, Behain pointed out, the Eben Ezra in his Perish on Chumish goes out of his way when the Torah makes it sound like in Vayikra, Perik Yadalid, that, that Virachatz Bamayim Vitaher, that when the, that the Pasuk there sounds like you're in Toval Mikvah, you're Tahor right away. You're already called Tahor. So there are, the Eben Ezra points out, even though the Chumash makes it sound like you go to the Mikvah and you're Tahor, Vitaher Ba'erev Kamishba. Vitaher means later at night. Meaning you're still Tameh until, until later on. Until later on. So it, it looks like, it looks like on some level, uh, there are those who claim that fundamentally the Tvoyom, the Tvoyom is Tameh, just certain Kulas. Why does it matter? What are nafkaminas? It's the same halacha, whether really he's tameh with a couple kulas or tar with a couple chumras. What's really the nafkamina? So I'll tell you one nafkamina a little bit, one place you'll see it in Lamdas, and one nafkamina maybe even halacha lemaisa, like this. There is an iser do'oraisa for a tameh person 
to do avoda in the Beis Hamikdash. There is also Mishnah Mesechas Vachem Daf Tesvav or so. There's also an Isser for a Tvulyom to do avoda in the Beis Hamikdash. Torah tells us in the end of Mesechas Makos. Torah Tzivlan Moshe Marashi Kios Yaakov. Moshe gave us Torah. Torah Bigmatria six eleven plus the first two Dibros. There are Tariyag Mitzvos. The Rishonim go out of their way, Geonim already, trying to count, maybe even Tanam Arayim, what exactly are the Tariq Mitzvot? What, what, what's, what's counted as a Mitzvah or not? So here's the Shaila. How many Mitzvos get counted? How many Lavin get counted? Do I count together Tvul Yom and a regular Tameh? Is that all one Lav in the minion of the Tariag? Are they all considered to be included? The same Lav that says a Tameh person can't do Avod in the Mikdash says the Tvul Yom can't do Avodah in the Mikdash, it's the same Lav. That's maybe what you would assume in light of the second Mahalach. But the Rambam Paskins in Sefer Mitzvos, when the Rambam counts them, the Rambam points out that they are in fact two separate. They are in fact two separate Lavin. There's a Lav for a tummy person to do it. There's a Lav for a Tvul Yom to do it. Now, if I understood that like the second Mahalach, that fundamentally the Tvul Yom is really all still Tameh, there are a couple kulas about Meiser Shani. It's very surprising that it would be counted in two separate mitzvos. It's very surprising it would be counted in two separate lavin. But if I understand that Tvul Yom is fundamentally different, there's a Tvul Yom. Tvul Yom means that he's really basically Tahor, but has a couple Chumras, and there's someone who's Tameh, so it makes sense why that would be counted as two separate lavin. Because one of them is a real Tameh person, one of them is a Tahor person with a Iser, with a certain like remnant, a certain din, that that person can't do a vote in the Mikdash. So it would make more sense why it's counted as two separate mitzvos. That's a discussion to say for Maisa Nisim, Rav Avon Ben Arama speaks about this, Rav Yerchon Persa Perla speaks about this, that would be like one nafkamina. I'll tell you a real concrete nafkamina. A concrete nafkamina. Machlokas, Rambam, and Raivid, Hilchos Psuli HaMukdashim, Perek Yilches, Halacha Yudalit. The Rambam writes as follows. Okay. There is an iser for a Tame person to eat kachim. A Tame person who eats kachim violates a lav and also gets kares. Says the Rambam as follows. A person who eats, a Tvul Yom, who eats Kachim, Loka ve'eno chayev kares. He's Loka, but he's not chayev kares. He's not chayev kares. Comes along, says Raman, why? Ad shetiyah koltum aso alav. If you want to be chayev kares, you have to be really fully Tameh. Really fully Tameh. The Raivet, however, writes and says, Zeshibush. The Rambam is mistaken. Says the Raivin, no, a Tvulyom who eats Kachim gets Kares. Meaning as follows. Again, we'll pin it down for a second in the middle, which I think is going to be more precise in a second. But meaning as follows. Lichora, you would say it's an Afkamina. According to the Raivin, a Tvulyom is basically the same as somebody who's really Tameh. Ah, uh, there are Kulas, he can eat Meiser Shani, but he's really Tameh until nighttime comes. And because he's really Tameh until nighttime comes, so says the Raivid, the same way if a regular Tameh person eats Kachim, they get Kares. So too, if a Tvul Yom eats Kachim, he gets Kares. He's really still considered to be fully Tameh. 
But why does the Rambam think you don't get kares? Why does the Rambam think you don't get kares? So one way of saying it, we'll see, I think it's more precise than Rambam say a little bit differently, but one way to say it, if I think that fundamentally he's tahor, the, the, as the Rambam himself writes in Paris on Mishnah, commenting that he's already gone to the mikvah, he's already tahor, so why not get kares? Because even though there may be an iser that the Gemara learned for you to eat kachim, you're not really fully tame. Only a fully tame person is there a mucker, your chayef kares. There's no mucker that a tvoyom is chayef kares. The rival would say, I don't need a mucker. I have a mucker that a tame person is chayef kares. A tvoyom is the same as a tame person. And Mela, of course, he's considered to be chayef kares. So that would be, a, that would be a little bit of a, a, a of an afkamina. Which means as follows. We really seem to have, thus far, a tvoyom Again, it comes up a lot in the Gemaras, in Mesechas Psachim and other places. Fascinating Torah about a, a Tvoyom for the carbon Pesach. A lot of interesting Torah. But a Tvoyom is this interesting person. He's gone through part of the Tara process, but he hasn't yet completed the Tara process. So he went to the Mikvah, but nighttime hasn't come. Let in certain halachas he's Tameh, let in certain halachas he's Tahor. So how does it work? So far we have what you call two rules and exceptions. Either fundamentally he's Tahor, they're just, all the Tameh things are exceptions, or really he's Tameh, there are exceptions in the other direction. As many of us could intuit, likely neither of these two approaches are the actual pshat. Likely the actual pshat, if you look through, even the way the Rambam set it out, what was the Rambam's line there? He says, only when kol tumaso alav, your chayef kares. Mashma what according to Rambam? That a tvul yom is partial. He's partially tame. He still has remnants, he's partially tame. Rashi in Mesecha Shabbos and Daf also has a similar line like this. Rashi says, when referring to a Tvul Yom, Rashi says, He's not fully Tahor yet. He's not fully Tahor yet. Chazal sometimes used the phrase like Klisha Tumasa, like it was, it's weaker, his Tumba is somewhat weaker. His Tumba is somewhat weaker. Which means that in many ways, the mainstream shot would be to argue that the Tvulyom is someone like this. The process of losing your tummy status is a process at times that can take place in multiple, in multiple steps. Whatever their halachas that require multiple steps, so sometimes the halos only kicks in at the last and final step. So as an example, the Gemara tells us in Mesechas Divamos, Ger Shemal Velo Taval, Pashtus is not really a ger, some old school Yushalayim stuff notwithstanding. But a ger who goes to the mikvah, has bris milah, sorry, bris milah, but hasn't yet gone to the mikvah, he's not a partial anything, he's fundamentally really a non-Jew, he's a non-Jew. There are other situations, other situations where maybe, similarly let's say for Kiddushin, if you do like a, an Amira B'Kiddushin without an Asina B'Kiddushin, Gvaraj but Adam Chashuv, Eveknani, all those notwithstanding. So Pashtus, you're not married at all. But there may be certain situations where things happen on different levels and things are part of a particular kind of process. And it may happen in multiple stages. An example of that may be the equivalent of like a mechusar kipurim. Sigis increases on dafches, yivamos on daf yitzayin, other kinds, zvachim, sorry, on daf yitzayin, I apologize, and other kinds of places. That you have like a person who is done, there are multiple steps of a process, you're, you're holding by, I'll give you an example, we'll get even like, uh, we'll go back to Psachim a little bit. A person is a uh, Yoledes, a person gave birth, and maybe they have brought, a Yoledes has to bring certain karbanas. Maybe they've gone through a whole process of Tara, they had the Yermei Tara, the Yermei, the, the Yermei Tumah, they've gone through those things, they've gone to Mikvah, whatever happened, Yermei Tumah, Tara, it's all good, but haven't yet brought their karbanos. 
There are certain people, certain processes, where maybe some things are undone, but not everything is undone. And maybe here also, mikvah removes part of the Tumah, but mikvah doesn't remove everything. The process of becoming Tahor may happen in multiple steps. Just like as an example, maybe a Jew with a Mitzorah. A Mitzorah, to become Tahor, there are multiple steps of that process, sometimes a particular process. In which case, what happens here, when you go to the mikvah, you become partially Tahor, but you don't become entirely Tahor. There's still some Tameh that is remaining. Within that Mahalach, which seems to be more or less a particular kind of a mainstream Mahalach, if that's true, what you're going to have to argue is that because it's in between, that will explain some of the Halachas. So as an example, how come a Tvoyom can't be metame, a regular chulin piece of, of food, but he could be metame, truma and kachim. Why, why can't he be metame, truma and kachim? Because truma and kachim are extra sensitive. The same way that truma and kachim we spoke about, even a shlishi or a revi for some of them can become tame, whereas chulin requires a more intense tumma to become tame. So a tvulyom can't be metame that, but he can be metame that. Okay? You may have to then get a little bit creative about the status of Meister Shani. Meister Shani maybe is somewhat lower, Sreifas Para, as opposed to Avod in the Mikdash. There's a lot of Lumdas there, a lot to talk about. We are not going to speak about Kimat any of it. But that's the general Mahalach for where, for where you would go, for where you would go. There are two kinds of Achronim. I don't do kinds of Achronim. That sounds like I'm like describing them and like their general personality. There are two kinds of Mahalchim in Achronim. Uh, that try to pin things down a little bit more. What does it really mean that it's something in between? What exactly is the mechanism that is going on, that is going on here? So Be'ezra Hashem, not tonight, Be'ezra Hashem, not tonight, we'll speak about a mahalach that comes, maybe in Briskerov a little bit, a mahalach that the Mishnah's Taros has in, in Mesechah's Tvulyom, a mahalach that Lichlintin had, trying to develop a particular mahalach of different elements of what it means to be Tambay and how exactly that plays out. But I want to suggest, at least for tonight, I'm not suggesting, the Mahalach of the Ragachavar in Tafas Paneach. The Ragachavar in Tafas Paneach is, is very, very sharp. It's very, very sharp. The Ragachavar makes the following argument. Makes the following argument. This is also the parallel in my head for the same kind of Svar as the Sugi of Tsroros in Baba Kama, in the first parak and second parak. But being that that will mean almost nothing for anybody, I'm not going to suggest it right now because giving an example was only. Hence, we backtracked on the Mitzorah Tara stuff, looking at the crap. The example does not help people. We're not going to use. Seems like that would be appropriate. Says the Ragachavar as follows. Says the Ragachavar as follows. I found this piece in, uh, it's in a couple of places. I mean, Hinkel quotes a different Ragachavar, I think. But this is a Ragachavar in Hilchot Yisuri HaTorah and Perek Vav. Torah and Perek Vav. Says the Ragachavar the following idea. And we'll explain to you why he wants to, why he wants to say it. But says the Ragachavar, I think what happens is as follows. When a person goes to the mikvah, all of their tumah gets removed. All of their tumah gets removed. That's what going to the mikvah does. Says the Ragachavar, however, however, as a result of going to the mikvah and Heref Shemesh, nighttime, not yet coming, the Torah imposes upon you a new form of tumah. A new form of tumah. That new form of tumah is called Tumas Tvulyom. So the Ragachavar's middle approach is not saying it's the same Tumma you always had, you got rid of some of it, and some of it lingers, but rather, says the Ragachavar, what happens is follows. When you go to the mikvah, you lose your Tumma. What happens instead is that we, we put upon you, 
we put a top. We, we, we put a top. We put a top. <laughs> it's a davar chadash. It's a new thing. It's a ragachaver which we're going to put up on top of Katlor banan kevin the svi related to yom lonikratame. There's a rak davar chadash. Says the what the ragachaver is trying to say is as follows. How come Chazal? There are sort of like mixed messages at times. I'll just elaborate. Even in psukim, we sometimes call him tahor. We sometimes call him tame. So what is it? So one Mahalach would say, yeah, he's somewhere in between. He's partially tar, partially tame. For the for the Ragatari, because no, no, no. He's there was a Maisa Tahara which took place, because the mikvah did remove the Tuma. Just there's a new kind of Tuma which then kicks in. That's why the Lashonos are sometimes like you get mixed messages. He's somewhat he did a Maisa Tahara, but a new Tuma that kicked in. That's as a Ragachavra, I hold his shot in Ramba. That's why the Rambam says. That's why the Rambam says that if you're if you're a tool yeoman, you eat kachim. So says the says the Ragachavar, What's going to happen? What's going to be your din? You're not going to be chayiv kares. Why aren't I going to be chayiv kares? Like this, you're really not the same kind of tuma. You're really not the same kind of tuma. It's a new chalos of tuma. It's a new din of tuma. Because of the new din of tuma, I can't impose the punishment of kares from one to the other. I can't assume there's a part of the curse here. I think what else this explains, I don't know if the Ruggish ever makes this point, but it's the Chora a very good Hesber as to why, for Rambam, you would count Tvulyom and a regular Tomei person as two separate Lavin in the minion of the Taryag. Why would I count it as being two separate Lavin in the minion of the Taryag? What would be the function? What would be the purpose of that? So if I understand that you're still fundamentally Tomei, it's basically all one. And you can make the argument that even if you understand that there's a partial Tara, but the original Tumma still remains, I could have still held of an argument that they should be counted all as one lav. Because Lemais is still the same shame, the same av of Tumma. One of them is a little bit weaker, one of them is a little bit stronger. But if I hold that the Tumma of Atvoyom is a new din of Tumma, the new din of Tuma. So now I understand why we're going to count it in a separate mitzvah. Because it's mamish the new din. It's a new din. I think Lefidus Mahalach, we understand something else also. Some of the Achorim point out, it's very hard to categorize Tvulyom. We really don't find this in other places. Is he a Rishon or a Shani or an Av? Like, what is he? Some halacha is this and some halacha is that. For the Rakachavar, it's a little bit smoother. It's not that it's a little bit, you know, weakened and the more sensitive this and that and trying to pin things down. For the Ragachavar, what's the real idea here? There's a new kind of Tumma called Tumas Tevul Yom. It plays by its own set of rules. And therefore, when a Shiloh comes up, I have to, for the first Mahal, that really it's Tahor, I'm going to assume it's Tahor until proven otherwise. For the second Mahal, I'm going to assume it's Tameh until proven otherwise. For the third Mahal, I'm really not so sure. And for the Ragachavar, I'm really not so sure because... It's a new kind of tumma. It's a new kind of tumma which is going to which is going to exist. Which is going to exist. In that sense, in that sense, what we saw tonight is the following: Chazal all the time. The Torah in many places speaks about this idea of in the Torah process, the person goes to the mikvah to become tahor. But there's a delay. He's a tvul yom. Tvul yom. It's usher to eat truma and to eat kachim to enter the base on mikdash and to do avoda. It's also to do a lot of things. On the other hand, he's allowed to eat Maishr Shani, he can't be Matame Chulin, he's allowed to be stored with the Paraduma. What is he? 
First Mahalach, Rabbi Chanano, maybe Rabbi David, and Psachim and Daflamid Hey, maybe Rashi and Chul and something to and then fundamentally he's really Tahor. The Rambam himself writes in Mesechas Kalim, a lot of, there's a lot of Rambam in all directions, maybe that's not something about the Rambam, but really he's already considered to be Tahor. There are just Chumras that we still, there's some remnants of it, and still some Chumras. On the other hand, the Ebenezer is pretty clear, reads the Pasuk Dafka to point out, he is still Tameh until nighttime. The Gemara and Makos, he's still Tameh. He's still Tameh. There are still forms of Tumah, and then maybe she just arrived that the Tvoyom who eats Kachim is still Chayav Kares. He's still considered to be, he's still considered to be Tameh. But the Maisa, Rashi, and Shabbos, and the Rambam, Sulem, Makdashim, simple Pshat, sound like it's somewhere in between. What's the Pshat? It's somewhere in between. He's lost part of his Tumah, but some of it still lingers. And that's why there are certain halachas one way, certain halachas the other way. For the Ragachavar, maybe he lost everything, but he got a new form of Tumah. What's the new form of Tumah that he got? Tumas Tvoyom. It's a new form of tumma which he's able to which he's able to have. I unfortunately, I think, assuming that